This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry burst, peach sunshine, flavors I love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3. Now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Coca-Cola. New Coca-Cola Spiced. It's not spicy, but it does have unexpected, extraordinary tastes. For some people, it's like... Like falling on a meteor, fighting a bear just to land safely on the ocean on your own private island with a new best friend? It's like when you're in that hotel in Las Vegas and the gondola singer is rowing you around the canals, and for that beautiful moment you forget you're not actually in Venice. It's like running into a hurricane, but then you find yourself in the eye of the storm and you're actually in like a really pretty field, and like the wind is lightly blowing and there's like leaves and the smell of fall. Or it's like... But, you know, I had something and it wasn't that. And you really threw me off my groove. It's like hearing your friend come up with his own idea, but then realizing that your idea is so much better, you have to say it right now. Coca-Cola Spice, it's bursting with refreshing notes from raspberry and spice flavors. It's an uplifting taste experience unlike any other. Try all new Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spice Zero Sugar today and find out. Copyright 2024, The Coca-Cola Company. This episode is brought to you by Royal Caribbean. Why settle on one kind of vacation this year? On Royal Caribbean, you can do it all. Catch waves on a surf simulator, lounge poolside, and check out a Broadway show. Then enjoy rustic Italian flavors at Giovanni's Italian Kitchen or hibachi and sushi at Izumi, all while setting sail to the Caribbean, Europe, or perfect day at Coco Cay, Royal Caribbean's private island. This isn't just one vacation. This is all the vacations. Visit royalcaribbean.com to learn more. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This week, the lads discuss identity and why their voices don't match their faces. ADHD Mark divulges the difficulties of blowing his own trumpet. Lawyer Wade gets off to the boys, giving him attention. And self-aware Bob struggles with his weight, but we love him just the way he is. From manifestation to true fulfillment, yes, it's time for self-actualization. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I'm today's host, Wade. You, you did ask us if we were ready <laughs> and neither of us were ready. You both said yes. You asked if I was ready and I went, <laughs> and I realized after you had asked, but before I responded, oh, I don't have a drink in front of me, and I was wanting to get a drink. Uh, all right, go get a drink. We'll we'll ignore. We'll... Did you do you do you have us on screen? Did you not see what I was doing as you were doing your <laughs> intro? You don't have peripheral vision to see that I'm like hanging off, just like oh wait, wait a minute, wait you you handle the intro. I get you told me to go get a drink. I'll be back. You you got this, buddy. I'll, I'll see you. Let me know when you start. I'm just... Yeah, just keep going. No, fuck you. I'm going to just do it without him. He'll come back into the intro. All right, well, welcome back, Holy. I guess. I don't know what you all have heard yet, but welcome back to the show where... Yeah, me too. There's usually three of us. Big agree. Two and a half right now. Three, maybe. Well said. Well said, buddy. The host makes an episode. The other two compete. And the host decides who wins and gets to host the next one, I guess. I am eternally disappointed in you all, and you guys are eternally disappointed in me. That's why we work. I'm hyping you up, man. Thank you. I feel hip and hyped. Uh, how are you two? I care. <laughs> God dang. Sorry, I'm trying to hype you up. So easily derailed, Wade. We're just goofing around. You know this is a funny podcast, right? It was probably the most hilarious intro we've ever had, so thank you. Every week, he just gets more sick of us every single week. <laughs> just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're just having a good old time, buddy. All right, buddy. How are you? Buddy. I'm uh, I'm I'm good, busy but good. Things are working out nicely. Um, I don't have much else to update other than you know just like still working on the same things I've been working on, still doing the same things. You want to tell us about them? Specifics? Uh, not you. Details? Names? Uh, titles? Scripts? Character lists? Casting? Nope. Molding? Mo molding. 
That just sounded like something you might do in show business. I don't know. Does the set or studio have crown molding? Tell us. <laughs> we got the casting, the molding, the scolding, and the molding. I know people really want to see this. It was so funny because, um, you know, the the there was articles when we had, like, the Spotify deal announced. Um, and so we were talking about, like, you know, I, was, I had an interview that was like, yeah, you know, it's really cool, you know, exclusive Spotify still have uh, the videos are exclusive to Spotify, but the audio is still going out. Uh, other places and it was talking about like that and interview yada 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 and then came a question that was like very end very end of the article and the interview was just like so you know there's rumors you know that you might be in the five nights at freddy's movie i was just oh. like you know and ah, no there was like scheduling conflicts i forget my exact wording of it and then everyone was totally derailed from the main subject of the interview. And the only thing people talked about in the Variety article was that last question of like, well, he didn't say no, well, he didn't say yes. And I was like, no, there's a scheduling conflict and you know, a lot of people want to know. But well, thanks for bringing it up again. No one was going to give a shit about this episode. they be like, he mentioned for now, he mentioned for now, you think he's going to be in for now? <laughs> Bob, what would you say to Variety if they came and asked you a question? Well, I'm not in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. That's an obvious <laughs> one. Bob's market for now. <laughs> That's like a night nightmare i could see uh, waiter i having he's like we get the call someone emails us and is like mark's busy you know he usually handles this uh, people like talking to mark and he he's nice so we send him he's busy so you have to do the interview with whatever magazine you're doing an interview with gq magazine and i show <laughs> up and they do the makeup and, the, and i'm sitting in a chair and then a very official looking interviewer sits down across from me and ever and they're like okay speed sound speeds rolling okay looks good let's go guys start up and the interviewer's just like, so tell us about Mark. <laughs> What's Mark like in person? Do we have that happen? What, is Mark coming to this too, or is it just you? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a professional interview, but it's just, it's the same as all those very joyous experiences that Wade and I have where everyone's like, and what about Mark? <laughs> <laughs> have you had a fan interaction like in person or like where you've met someone don't have to be a fan just like that one confuses the two of us to like wade tell us about like and all they ask about are like mark things or like things mark has done or might do and it's like you don't even know which one of the three <laughs> i am and you haven't even said a sick do you want a picture with me yeah i can photoshop mark <laughs> it's like oh, okay my okay. favorite is i had one once where uh, someone came up. I was at a convention, so it was like a line of people. So someone got their turn and came up and was like, oh my god, I'm so excited to meet you. And I don't think, I think it was me and you, Wade. I think it was the one in Louisville where it was just us and Mark okay. was not there. And they got there and they were like, oh my god, I'm so excited to see you. Wade. Wade, how are you? Wade, how's it going? And how's Mandy? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that's, that's correct and wrong in so many ways. Well, you want me to go ask her? I don't understand. But also, Molly was at that one and was there with us. Mm -hmm. So they thought I was Wade. They thought Wade was married to Mandy. They thought you were with Molly. I don't know, man. Uh, and people get excited. So, like, I don't really judge that hard because people get very excited. They don't know. And from the comments on the new video format, lots of people were like, whoa, that's not who I thought those were. Wade's voice fits Bob and Bob's voice fits Wade. And I was like, <laughs> well, truth is, that is our real voices. We just do this ventriloquist act when we're recording. <laughs> so it's actually Bob talking and just me moving my lips. Man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. That was like six years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. What, Louisville? Yeah, a long time ago. <sighs> yeah. Good old days. I can't remember the last time I actually did a convention. Oh, yeah, man. Conventions are basically a thing of the past now but now we have a billboard in it. it's all three of us and it's not mark and friends it doesn't even really say our names it says distractible right yeah and that's what matters that's all, all right matters. hey we're all on there but you know there might be an easter egg if you guys find pictures or you go see the billboards there could be a fnaf <laughs> if you look mark hard in his costume for the movie might be somewhere on the billboard aha uh -huh. just look really climb up there and check it out don't climb up there. Don't no. drive into the pole either. <laughs> the, the subreddit the next day had a picture of like a zombie apocalypse of people hanging off the side. Like, I gotta know! Just a pile of bodies of people that tried to get uh, there. Yeah, man. It's just like, like man, I was listening to Distractable. I was, I was climbing the billboard and I laughed so hard I <laughs> fell off. Oh, man. You know what? I gotta say those, those crash of your car while listening to the podcast memes. They were initially very shocking, hit a real dip of, okay, okay, everybody's doing it. 
They're coming back around. People are getting more creative with it. It comes and goes. <laughs> I don't want creative car crashes. Oh, no. Some of it's like space stations crashing into the sun. You know, fun stuff from movies. Real, real good jokes. Real funny stuff. Uh, good, good, good. I hope people are enjoying the fact that we have video on Spotify. I know there's still people that are upset that we don't have, like, the YouTube presence. But, like, we did try. Ultimately, though, we thought video and two episodes a week might make it up. So hopefully y'all are enjoying that. And it's free. Still free. I, I I didn't think about that at all. I just thought, oh, it's our podcast, isn't it? Well, gee, we better do what we want then. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's the only thought I had. Yeah, that is kind of like also my thought, too. Is just like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this thing now. More stuff. No, no, no. The Internet's very entitled. They get what they want at all costs. They get what they want as long as it's what we want to give them. You're welcome. This is not our podcast. This is their podcast, and we just show up and have to can work. I com- can I lodge a complaint? No. Yes. I'm lodging a complaint with Mark. All right, cool. Is this the episode? That's my complaint. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, is this the episode where I finally tell the truth? Where I finally reveal all? And then you were going to say something really grand. And, and no, I- just, is this the whole episode? Acknowledging people complaining about us and not knowing who we are? We could just look at memes. I thought that was like a one-minute side note. I don't know. It's been 11 minutes. I t- Didn't we talk about other things? No. Like FNAF? Didn't we talk about other things? It's not as good when Mark does it, but it still cuts. I felt that one. <laughs> All right, well, you know. I just took a deep breath and I choose to ignore it. It's fine. It's fine. All right, well, being as we're talking about, uh, I guess, whatever, us, uh, this episode we're going to talk about, well, us. This is the conceited episode. This is where we put ourselves on a pedestal and we brag about how great we are. Mark, I expect you to win. Uh, what? Point being is I think at this point... Between making content, living life, building families, doing the things we've done. We've kind of gotten a good feel of who we are. I think all of us are probably pretty comfortable in our shoes. I might be making a lot of assumptions. Maybe we're not. That's even better, though, because I guess we can find out along the way. So, are you guys familiar with the phrase self-actualization? Yes. That's where you move your own muscles with your own brain, right? You actualize yourself. The dictionary definition is the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities. Potentialities. I don't know why it's potentialities, but I didn't know that was a word. Especially considered as a drive or need present in everyone. I interpret that to mean that, like, you have a fuller understanding of yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, your wants, your desires, and you become comfortable in your own Mm -hmm. shoes. This is different than the the thing where if you think it, it will appear in your life. That's a different thing, right? That's like visualization or manifestation. Yeah. Manifestation, or... that's right. Manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't about a specific thing so much as about you figuring out who you are. Because we all go through phases where like, right, we're, we're like, do I like this? What do I want? What do I want to be when I grow up? What do like, you know, we have all these questions about trying to discover ourselves. But I think, at least for me, I feel like I reached a point a while ago where it was like, this is who I am. I actually feel very comfortable. I'm no longer like worried about others' perception of me quite as much because I feel like I'm unapologetically me. This is the me I'm going to be. This is the me everyone else is going to see. This is me on. This is me off. I am me. Or, or this Wait, hold on. What, what the hell is happening? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I owe the banks a lot of money. But little do they know, I just learned about manifestation. Now I'm going to get so much money. I don't need a job. Why? Because I can manifest. I don't need the old gods anymore. I answer I... to no one. Everything is mine. Thanks to manifestation. <laughs> this is what? <laughs> this is what it made me think of. What? What? We have video now. I can share this just because I know there's a video. Are we a react podcast now? No, but it made oh, me think of it. Yeah, we should react to some stuff. Manifestation. That's what I always think of. Like, for some reason, self actualization just makes me think of manifestation, which makes me think of that video. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you find out that you're into manifestation, that could be part of your journey to self actualization. Well, there's a whole group of people that believe that if you manifest it in your mind, it will become a reality, as if like your thoughts can control uh, the the world around you, and it can be like. And there's a distinct difference between doing that and then realizing yourself 
actualization and manifesting like who you are i'm glad you agree with what i said five minutes ago yeah, thank well, you no i'm i'm except what, what you do you just want me to go <laughs> yes wade you're right Wade. not like try to add anything to the conversation oh god yes dude that would get me off so hard i don't want that either i get but that's what i just did and you just berated me for it guess wade you're right wade yeah. yes yeah. wade yeah you're right wade yes wade I'll be right back. I gotta change. Yeah. Okay. He's oh, gone. Keep going. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. I think we can go back to what we were talking about before. Wait! I don't think he ever left. Yeah, I'm beginning to think he's a liar. I really hope that um, you scooched not all the way out of frame, and so you were just sitting <laughs> in the full widescreen, which I know we can't see of each other. You were just sitting right on the edge. <laughs> yeah, for you out there watching if you guys see like our full like hands out motions and stuff here what we see cuts off right about here for mm. each other i cut off on like my shoulders yeah you can change that <laughs> okay we don't do effort here at wade studios so uh that's i fair. won't that's fair but getting back to our topic at hand what was the topic becoming comfortable being oh, ourselves right. do you guys feel like you've reached that point i am not trying to uh challenge you or derail the topic I, this is my honest reaction. Do you actually feel that? I don't feel that at all. Yeah, I, I really do. Like, I mean, there's still room to grow and adapt, and I'm sure I'll be somewhat different later on, but I, I do feel like as of right now, I'm very comfortable, and I feel like I know myself very well. Uh, I do feel like I know myself. I've learned a lot more about myself as I've gotten older, and I try to be as self-aware as possible, and I think it's a common struggle and possibly misconception that people have that they think they really know themselves and it turns out you don't because it's actually really hard to know to be so self-aware that you honestly and objectively know who you are and see who you are and see what you do i think but i'm certainly not saying that you don't i just think that that's harder than people think but i don't feel comfortable with that at all the more i learn about myself the more I hate myself, I wish that I knew less about myself. Honestly, when I understand what I'm doing, but not why I'm doing things, I am I have that feeling of like, like, obviously, I've struggled with uh, my weight. Everyone who's seen me sees that I'm a big guy. I wish I was skinnier. And I understand the health issues, and I experience the health issues that come along with this. And it's been a thing my whole life. I'm like, God, why don't I have the self-control? It's just a matter of self-control. And before I understood why I eat so much and why I struggle with that, it was just like, ah, damn it. I'm not that guy. Now I know why I do it. It's even stupider. I have, I, it's, it's just, I don't know. I feel worse about myself. The more I know my motivations and the more about who I am and why I do what I do, the more I'm like, ah, idiot. Stop! I gotta say, I might be using the wrong definition. Like, self-actualization, I think, is more about fulfilling your potential. I'm not talking about so much of that as much as knowing yourself. So I might be misconstruing words there. Well, we can talk about your version of it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we can talk about your yeah, version so of I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm clear that I, I believe self-actualization is not something I studied in philosophy. It's something I studied way before that. So my memory of it's a little hazy. And I'm probably misconstruing it a bit. So I'm not saying that we've all reached our peak, we've realized everything we can be, and we're done, now it's all downhill, we're finished. It's more so just, are we comfortable in our own skins? Do we know ourselves? And I don't want to talk about what you're talking about. I don't want to talk about what Bob's talking about. Because what? I, there yes. are some elements That's of that. What, no, I, no, Wade, you and your weird topic. Wait, Bob, whoever you are. Bob. Bob. <laughs> are you talking to him or me? I'm confused what the bit is. <laughs> There's no bit. Bob. So, so yeah, no, there's something about this that, that I do gel within. It's something that I've read on like online discussions and read it a lot. There's been various threads that talk about ADHD because that's something that I have and that I struggle with. And it's like, that is, that is like a part of knowing yourself and who you are and kind of how your brain works. And there's a lot of people that are on these discussion boards that are talking about one part of ADHD, which is like a, you know, kind of like there's like thoughts jumble around they jump around and you know you, you go there and there's all these videos that you'll see on tiktok you're like here's an example of what adhd is like is like walking through the house and it's like there's two voice lines and everyone's like oh same but there's another component of it that no one really talks about or you know because everyone has like procrastination and like jumbled thoughts sometimes 
But there's another part that a lot of people talk about that is really the crippling part of ADHD. And it's the 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 kind of part that makes you war with yourself and, and have that kind of conflict. Like, why aren't you like this person? Why aren't you doing this? It's the part that I've talked about before with ADHD where you can want to do something. And you can be at the place where you're like, everything is set up for me to do this thing. There's nothing in the world I want more than to do this thing that is in front of me. And for for me, it's like any kind of work, anything like that. Um, but if I'm staring at the problem, I go back to when I was a, a teenager and I was like trying to practice trumpet and I was in my room. My trumpet was in my hand. The chair was there. And it's the closer I got or I pushed myself to do that thing, the more there was sandpaper rubbing in my brain. I had a physical visceral reaction that pushed me away. But the part of that that's not necessarily just like that struggle, there's another voice in my head that's like, you are pathetic and worthless. Why can't you do this? This thing you're fighting with yourself because you're like pushing yourself to do it your body and the subconscious mind is rejecting against it and it's that abrasion that causes this crippling like crippling inability to do anything and it's like that is kind of uh i think the crux of like some of the things that you're talking about bobby it's like that that abrasiveness is is what i experience in almost anything that has to do with not like something enjoyable uh, even if even if it is enjoyable, that's the thing. It can be something extremely enjoyable. I got to a point where I was playing video games, and I would be I would sit on the menu screen, unable to even log into World of Warcraft. Sometimes my favorite game at the time being like I can't for some reason. I just was like I want to play, just log in and do something. And even if I logged in, I would just sit in the capital city and I would just jump up and down without doing anything at all. And it was because I was locked in this crippling state of like not even indecisiveness it's the in complete inability to do anything but learning that about myself doesn't necessarily cure it at all it helped but the understanding is there it's just like i still hate that part of myself i still hate that that's what happens if i'm not like doing my adhd therapies if i'm not taking medication if i'm not doing these things it's like that part is there and it's in a huge way and it's like almost something that you can willpower yourself through sometimes but it's like it's just like it's just part of who you are there's no actualization or manifestation that can push past it on a consistent basis it's just really really like a struggle so that i actually uh in what you're talking about bob i really do resonate with I'll say this, and I say it almost every time I scroll social media. Wow, that stuff I just heard makes me think I might have undiagnosed ADHD. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that that was part of that, because I, mm -hmm. I have no diagnosis whatsoever and no real reason to think I have ADD, aside from being completely scrambled and sharing that exact sentiment with you and not realizing until just now that that's what was causing that inside mm -hmm. of me. It's possible, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. I got a new Mint Mobile plan, so I'm going to call all of my friends. I'm going to call Bob. Hey, Bob, we're into the new year, so I thought I'd check in on those resolutions. You still on track? One of your goals is to save money. You're in luck because I know a 100% guaranteed way to make sure you accomplish it. It's really easy to do. Uh, if you want to find out about it, just come back. I'll, I'll call Wade. He usually answers. Hey, Wade, got some good news. You're not so bitter about losing so many... Sorry. Anyway, uh, if you switch to Mint Mobile for a limited time, their wireless plans are $15 a month. When you purchase a three-month plan, that's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. You know, if you want to get this new customer offer, uh, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details and call me back for more details. This is your friend, Mark. Uh, he'll call me back. This episode is brought to you by Square Enix. From Square Enix comes Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I played a ton of Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid. It was one of the first games that I actually 100%ed. I didn't. But anyway, the new standalone remake in the critically acclaimed series follows Cloud in the pursuit of his iconic antagonist, Sephiroth. Forge bonds with iconic characters in and out of combat, including Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, out February 29th, exclusively on the Sony PlayStation 5. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry Burst Peach Sunshine Flavors I love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3.
Coors, now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Dunkin'. Sparked energy drinks are fruit-flavored, contain 0% fruit juice, beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary, limited time offer, terms apply. I never felt like I had ADHD, but I definitely feel like my brain has changed in the last 10 years to the point where, like, I've gotten so used to multitasking. Even whenever I don't need to multitask, I find a way to do multiple things, and then I feel like I'm not really focused on any of the things I'm doing all that well. And there are times where I, like, need to focus on something. I have to fight myself to not do something else because, like, no, I need to focus on this. I can't be... Even doing the podcast, there are times where it's like I start to, like, open a tab to go to Twitter, and you guys are, like, talking. I'm trying to listen. It's just like... Why am I doing that? Or like, I'll start to like think about something. It's like, no, no zone back in. And I have moments like that. I don't think I would have been like that 10 years ago. I, I think it's something about doing so much multitasking that my brain just feels like it has to. Um, but Mark, you're talking about like the trumpet and everything reminded me of back uh, 10 years ago, whenever I split up with my ex and I had to move back home into my mom's basement and I didn't want to go to law school. I'd taken my LSAT. I didn't want to go to law school. And just, like, everything that I had told myself for since, like, junior high that I wanted to be, it's like, I want to be an attorney. I want to be married. I want to have this many kids. I want to live in a house that's like this. This is the life I want. It was more so, like, that's the life I thought I was supposed to have. And my brain, after the breakup, like, could not accept the fact that that's not what I wanted. And it's like, I just kept fighting myself and getting mad at myself and feeling really disappointed in myself. Because it's like, I've done all of this work to get to law school. I'm right there. All I have to do is send out applications to law schools. I've taken the LSAT already. I've done all of this. Why am I not sending those out? It's all I've got to do to reach what I want. Ultimately, through like when we started doing drunk Minecraft and such, and we started like, you know, making YouTube videos, things like that, it was like, I realized I didn't enjoy law. I enjoyed the performance attention whore aspects of it, to be blunt. I enjoyed the eyes on me, the dramatizations, the mock trial aspect, the acting, pretending, whatever, um, the improvisation. I, I enjoyed that stuff. And it took me a very long time to accept that because for so long, it's like I kept telling myself, this is what I want. When in reality, my body was rejecting it and I was not taking steps to reach those goals because deep down it isn't what I wanted. And part of me knew that and wouldn't let me get there because it was like, I'm going to stop you, dude. You're going to keep fighting me, but I'm going to stop you. And it's very strange that it took that to stop me. And then a while later for me to even realize what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think like um and it's no way am I like trying to diminish that. It's like I think everyone has procrastination issues and I think that's where a lot of like the confusion about ADHD comes in is like every it's natural to have procrastination even for things you want. That's totally totally normal um human experience. The people out there that are saying that they like I wake up every day jacked to the tits with dopamine and motivation and I attack each day like that they're lying there's no one on earth that does that there's oh, no yeah. I procrastinate one that there's no other ever in they're history forever lying. yeah they are everyone uh wakes up occasionally and they're just like I'm a lie I'm a lie everything I've done is a lie I'm just like they're gonna find out someday oh god if I don't do this everything's gonna fall apart and I'm not doing it I, I'm sure that's a very common human experience. Yeah, no way was I trying to say I think no, I have no, ADHD. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying not that either. Thing. It's just, on discussion boards, however, that does come up a lot. It's like, oh, I procrastinate too. I must have ADHD. And, and it's like, I'm not saying you don't. I, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose that. I don't think I do. I'm talking about them, the the people on boards. Like, I'm not saying. Oh, I'm <laughs> saying they. Do. No, I won't say. Yeah, the royal them. Um, but yeah, it's like a lot of, but in, in a way I've been able to self-actualize despite having ADHD and it's partly because it's, I've learned a lot about myself and how that works and how that impacts my, my life and, and the ways to navigate around that is how I've managed to do all the things I do. And that's like, that's, I think that's where, if we were to talk about self-actualization, that's, that's probably where I could speak more. We've been on a similar journey, so for us to be in, like, such different places, it's not unusual. It's just interesting. Bob, I'm curious, where do you feel like you're at? Do you feel like you're at the point where you're fighting yourself because maybe you don't enjoy what you're currently doing? Or do you think it's, like, a whole separate set of things going on? Like I... So this is complex for me to verbalize, I guess. But the way that I feel about it is that I don't feel like I'm, like I'm dramatically underperforming my potentialities or whatever. I don't think I'm not living up to my potential. And I don't feel like on a daily basis, I don't feel like, God, I hate what I'm doing. 
Well, like, I don't feel lost in life, actually. I feel like I'm on a pretty good path. So far, the baby has not been what I expected uh, in a lot of ways, and it's revealed some stuff about myself that I don't particularly like. Um, but the older I've gotten and the more self-aware I try and be, the more I see, like, the... I see through my own bullshit, I guess. Because there's a lot of stuff every day where, you know... Eating and my weight is an issue for me, but also motivation in general. I'm a very last minute person uh, and it's always worked for me because lucky for me, I'm pretty smart. So like in school and stuff, I would put homework off and, until the very last, you know, like the morning before school. It's like, I'll wake up at five o'clock and I'll have an hour and a half to do my work before I go to like, and it worked. I, I passed. I never, you know, dropped out of school or anything. I passed. I got all the degrees I set out to get. I didn't get A's in every class. But it was always, like, my whole life, it was always like, I just can't, you know, I had excuses, right? You have you have rationalizations to yourself as to, like, why didn't I just do this homework in the week and a half I had to do it? Why did I put it all off like this? Because it's I did it, but it was, you know, suffering and painful. And until I was more self-reflective, I would just be like, well, I was uh, busy, you know, and I got distracted. Uh, but I, I did it. That's fine. Now, the more, the more self-reflective I've been, the more I'm like, well, that's just bullshit. That's just me explaining away to my own self, lying to myself that like, no, I, I wasn't busy. I chose to do that. I'm not, it's not that I was so tired that I couldn't do work. So instead I played video games for six hours and didn't get a good night's sleep. I chose to do that. And that's okay. Like, that's not a good responsible decision to make. But I, I was, you know, once you're once you're on your own, you're kind of an adult, even if you're a kid in college and, and, and as you, you know, leave your parents' house or whatever, like whatever your situation is, once you're on your own, you make your own choices and you live with the consequences. And if you're cool with living the, with the consequences of gaming all night, being super tired, not, you know, not taking good care of yourself, that's on you. You can do that. But I don't want to be that way anymore and now that we have a baby especially it's like i can't just live with whatever consequence because the baby lives on his schedule he sleeps when he wants he eats when he needs to eat he does not care what i have to do and if i was a responsible adult i would be getting stuff done ahead of time i'd be staying on top of things because now i can't you know if i'm last minute it's like oh shit i gotta do this thing but also the baby needs my attention because you know he's a baby and he needs my attention right now now I'm fucked. Now I'm not in a situation where it's I can just be like, oh, I'll just live with these consequences. They're only on me. The more that situation arises in my life, the more I'm like, man, am I just lying to myself? I'm just rationalizing away like, oh, I put this off for a month. I should have done this a month ago. I should have done this at any point between then and now. And I didn't. And the whole time I was like, I'm too busy. Not today. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's a better day for that task. The more that sort of stuff I see in myself, the more I'm like, God, I hate that. I hate that that's part of who I am. I hate that I believe it because I still do that. It, to this very day, I still am like, last night I should have cleaned and I kept putting it off. I ended up doing the dishes at like 11.30 p.m. last night because I wanted to watch a hockey game. And like the Sharks game came on and I was like, oh, I just gave the baby to Mandy. I'm free now for a minute. I should do the dishes. Ah, but the Sharks game is on and I've been looking forward to this game. And the last time they played this team, they, they won it. I was at the game the last time they played this team and it was a great game. I gotta watch the game. No, I should have done the dishes, obviously. <laughs> Because then I just stay up later and do that shit, and it's like, and then that's a specific type of thing that I do, but that's not the only behavior that I see in myself where being more self-aware and and honest with myself, I hate it. I hate that. That I'm so willing to lie to myself, and then that I'm so willing to just be like, yeah, I am busy. I'm not going to do that thing. I got to watch a hockey game. This is important. Yeah. I mean, all I can say is, yeah, because I, I definitely feel that. That's what, like my mantra in the last episode of, like, no one's going to do it for you. That's where that's really come in is because that, that mantra arose from me screaming at myself to being like, no one's going to do it for you. It started out as, like, me yelling at myself, just no one's going to do it for you. No one. No one is going to do it for you. And you only you have to live with the consequences if you don't do it. And it's kind of like that shame spiral. It does kind of build up a situation where you're like, I don't want to live in this world where I have to make excuses or I have to lie to myself. It is like the lying to yourself that that is is so crazy because you it's this it's like you have to see this same lie a thousand times before you're like, wait a minute. <laughs>
I know that's a lie. And it's like you believe it every other time. 999 times you're like, no, of course that's true. It can wait. I work better at 4 a.m. in the morning. That's how I did my YouTube videos. It's like I would wake up at 4 a.m., record two videos. One, I would record one, edit it for 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., and then I would record and edit another for noon. And that's how I live my life. Jeez. And it was like... It's, it's just like, that's just what I did instead of just being, and then I would get done with that and be like, okay, if I just record one more for tomorrow, I don't have to get up at 4 a.m. And I would tell myself, but then I was like, oh man, but I just worked so hard this morning. <laughs> I had to get up at four. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? And that's how it would go forever. God. That'll work until it doesn't. And when it doesn't is when it really can't work. I have to say also, so far my least favorite version of that experience with myself is when I, I lie to myself and my brain is like, that's bullshit. You should just do it. And then some other part of my brain is like, it's not a bullshit this time. <laughs> you can, it's okay this time to just do it once. I feel like you're in a transitionary period. Like we can get away with that stuff for a while. And like, so then it's acceptable. But you, now that you have the baby, it's like now your whole life has to change. And with the transitions and the things like you're trying to change about yourself, it's like, well, I got away with this shit for like the last however many years, but now I can't really get away with it as much. I feel like it's different knowing yourself and accepting yourself versus like a forced change that you have to adapt to. So like hating those behaviors makes sense because now you feel like you have to adapt and change them because someone's depending on you to do that. Whereas before the baby, I'm sure that like, yeah, it would have been nice if you would have done stuff like then, then, and then, but it wasn't as like necessary because you and Mandy had a system that obviously worked because you guys are still together and things progressed to the point where you had a baby. So I, I think that's a little bit probably different, but also I guess, yeah, now you have to change, which means you're kind of going through that process a little bit again. Well, I will say... This is not brought on because of the baby. It's just made way worse because of him. That's what they say, right? When you have a baby, it exp like, yeah, your pros and cons are... Yeah, well, I mean, it's just that there's consequences now, right? The consequence before was, ah, well, I just got to wake up early or whatever and do the thing. Now the consequence is, ah, I just can't do that because I have other stuff I'm actually responsible for, regardless of whether I want to or not. But I have hated this about myself for... Oh, probably solid four or five years I've been in this period where I feel like I'm constantly learning that I'm still lying to myself and constantly upset about it. I, I think knowing yourself and accepting yourself doesn't mean you have to like everything about yourself. Like, I, even though I've said I've reached that point where I know and accept who I am, there are still things I hate. Like, I hate my procrastination. I hate my lack of motivation. And even though we all battle with that, I feel like I don't overcome it. That's where, like, I settle. It's like, I find one way to get somewhere and I keep going that, whether it's driving or living, whatever. It's like, this works. Keep doing it. Wait, this is a better way. Ah, but I've been doing it this way. I'm just going to keep on with my path. Like with technology and stuff, you guys are like, wait, I can't believe you do this. And it's like, well, it works. Why change it now? I found a way. I'm comfortable. And I do hate that about myself, but I accept it's who I am and I haven't changed it yet. I've not been forced to change it yet. So I could keep just being like, oh, I suck. I hate it. But instead I'm like, just part of me. It's one of my faults. What can you do? And that's fine. That's what I want. I hope everyone listening at home isn't all doom and gloom like, oh, God, the me too. I'm that way. I'm an awful. It's like that is fine. The expectations that we have are mostly placed because of external factors, either comparative to other people or like seeing other people achieve success. And we're like, I want to do that. How do they do that? Um, and, and I hope that there is some commonality to it of being like, yeah, it's it's a bitch for everybody. It's it's tough uh, no matter who you are. It's going to be tough. I found comfort in that. When I started to realize that like everyone out there what had, like it was really tough for everybody, it kind of evened the playing field. There's no magic trick. There's no the even when I talk about like ADHD medications that I take, the one that I take, I like it because it kind of I feel like it levels the playing field where I'm 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 not Superman. You won't be Superman because you take a, a medication. Nothing external is going to make uh, you just like the perfect person that you want to do, at least not now. Maybe in the future, 100 years from now, there's something and that'll that'll be there. Um, but that's why I like like uh, taking a star is just because it like it lasts a long time. It's even instead of other medications that are like big swings here and there. It's something I can like hold on to. All I want is like a firm basis that I can build off of. And it's like, if I can build off of that basis, then I can improve what 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 I'm really capable of. And I can address things. And the things that I can't, then I don't 
artificially know like it's inflated one way or another and it's like okay i can accept a level playing field and i can use that to my advantage and i can work with it but at the same time that's just because i have different goals it's not like my goals are better goals or worse goals it's i have different goals for myself and achieving those goals is like important to me and that's why i like play so much on it but out there the the there's no meaning to life there's that we can define for everybody you know it's each to their own and their own pursuit of happiness and wait if you're happy with what you have and the way you do things that's fine and it's like nothing no amount of like us making fun of it will change the fact that you're happy with doing that and you don't have the stress of trying to like keep up all these different things i think i reached a point a long time ago even when i was young dealing with loss and stuff that i realized i was pretty strong uh, I was able to deal with that stuff, like losing my dad, losing my grandparents, lo- like losing so many people. And my family had varying degrees of that. Like my mom always seemed like she was very strongly able to deal with things. But some family members seemed like, you know, a loss changed them dramatically. They never quite were the same. And I tried to allow people to lean on me during those times. Like when my dad died, my grandparents were still alive and they had lost their son. I put it on myself to try to do better in school because I knew they were happy whenever they saw my report card was good. So it's like, okay, if I do better in school, if I do this, if I behave myself, if I don't go and do drugs with my friends or, you know, do this, do that, as long as I can stay clean and perform well, maybe that'll make them happy enough and distract them from the loss they've had. And I can not replace my dad, but be something they can be happy and proud of. Like I put that on myself and I think caused a mental toughness that when you guys tease me people are like you guys bully Wade. here's 50 minutes of mark and bob bullying wade and uno and it's like i don't care like if, if you guys go over the line i'll say something like i don't give a shit i if it's funny then whatever i'm willing to be that guy i'll be the alpha i'll be the beta i'll be the punching bag i'll be the puncher i'm happy comfortable fulfilling whatever role and i kind of always have been i feel like that's never bothered me and when it comes to like accepting my fault it's not because i'm like well i'm just a lazy shit and i'm always gonna be and that's perfectly fine it's more like i just accept that i am and years ago it's like seeing all of your success your growth back in like the slender days and stuff when you like peaked back 2013 to 2015 i was trying hold on whoa 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 hey whoa when you started like really growing (laughs) i mean like whenever whenever your curve before you got washed up mark before you really (laughs) fell off whenever your curve went from this growth to like this growth not when you peaked but like when you really started like majorly going growing fast is what i'm saying i thought that i you know back when your content was good i thought five nights of freddy's but slender oh god no you might be the king of fnaf that's just being the king of shit yeah you peaked at the you peaked at slender that was the time oh okay back then i tried like i tried the jump on new games like try to get early access post them immediately of record like you know the, the youtube game of like get on it early get on the algorithm the thing everyone used to do way back when and i was so like it worked i was growing i was in like whatever making more money and i had never been more miserable so i got away from like um social blade whatever the other ones were i got away from looking at analytics i got away from looking at youtube analytics i stunted my own growth to some extent because i quit playing the youtube game i quit playing like the post on every social media thing like starting on vine start like I, I didn't do all of that stuff and it obviously hurt my career to some extent but i became a lot more comfortable because i realized it fit me i didn't need to push myself i didn't have the drive to push myself and i didn't even really need or want the things that you would get by doing that i was like you know i don't really want the fame mark has i i i I like attention but like there's a limit i don't want to go any further with it and your drive to create i just don't really have and i was trying to walk in your shoes and follow what you had done to some extent and like you know sean and everyone else that was making content and it's like i had to find my own way of doing it and it didn't have the same results but i had never been happier in life than whenever i took my foot off the gas pedal and was just like i'm a lazy shit and i'm okay with that about myself because i've reached a point where i'm comfortable enough but i've got the happiness and i'd rather have the happiness than try to push to be someone i'm not i'm envious of like you know your drive to try music to try movies directing acting uh writing scripts like all the different things you've done which i think it's really awesome i wish i wanted those things and could do those things but i just accept the fact that uh i'm me there's nothing wrong with that in my eyes people can poke fun or joke about whatever like attributes they want about me a bald and it's like yeah i am (laughs) that bothered me 10 years ago but now it's like i rock this shit This episode is brought to you by Coca-Cola. New Coca-Cola Spiced. It's not spicy, but it does have unexpected, extraordinary tastes. For some people, 
It's like like falling on a meteor, fighting a bear just to land safely on the ocean on your own private island with a new best friend. It's like when you're in that hotel in Las Vegas and the gondola singer is rowing you around the canals. And for that beautiful moment, you forget you're not actually in Venice. It's like running into a hurricane, but then you find yourself in the eye of the storm. And you're actually in like a really pretty field. And like the wind is lightly blowing. and There's like leaves and the smell of fall. Or it's like, but you know, I had something and it wasn't that. And you really threw me off my groove. It's like hearing your friend come up with his own idea, but then realizing that your idea is so much better you have to say it right now coca-cola spice it's bursting with refreshing notes from raspberry and spice flavors it's an uplifting taste experience unlike any other try all new coca-cola spiced and coca-cola spice zero sugar today and find out copyright 2024 the coca-cola company this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I'm a big dumb dummy. I love you, you big dumb dummy head. Uh, well, as a big dumb dummy, sometimes I have subscriptions that carry on a little too long. Like a few years. Okay, uh, this is starting to feel a little bit personal. Does that make me a big dumb dummy too? Oh, you big dumb dummy? I might also be one of those. Even if you're a big dumb dummy like us, you don't need to be a big dumb dummy to use Rocket Money. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower bills. You can tap on whatever you don't like seeing. If you see big red number that you don't like, you just tap on it and they'll cancel it for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 per year. With over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. I think it's like the self-actualization is at its core. It's not about what you're doing in the moment. It's about who you want to be, right? I'm making a movie right now, not because I'm like, I've always wanted to make a movie, which is like, you know, something I've kind of idly wanted to do. But I, I am doing it because it's a natural progression of the goals. The other goal that I have, which is to, I don't know, see how far I can go with making content. And it's it's just another thing that I've never done before. And I'm like, I can learn a lot from doing that. So I'm doing it. It's like it, I, I had that same thing was like when the end goal was just reaching YouTube peak. And you kind of get there, you realize there's no big parade or anything. It's not the end. And you, you kind of have to keep going after that. And it's kind of this sad realization where you're like, oh, man, was that actually my goal or was there something else there? And it's like, that's where self-actualization comes in of learning about yourself and like what you really want and what you really wanted to do. Um, that can refocus you and, and kind of put you on a path that you like. And it, But it also is just like wherever you end up is kind of just like the thing that you're doing. It, it it might not have been videos that I did. I mean, Bob knows because we had a lot of talks when I was um, trying to find something to do. It could have been like comics, art, game programming, game design. There was a bunch of different things that I tried. It just so happened that YouTube worked. And I was like, okay, here's something. Because my core thing was not that I wanted to make YouTube videos, it was that I wanted to feel like I was in control of my life. That's the thing, reaching, figuring out what your goals are, who you are, what you want to pursue. It's not necessarily, it's figuring out you versus trying to emulate someone else's mm. path. It's like, that's the path I'm supposed to be on versus, no, this is the path I want to be on. This is like, whatever that path may be. It's, I think when you reach that point is where I started feeling comfortable. Mm. Random side note, I'm super extroverted. Are you guys comfortable with silence? Yes. Yeah. Like when there's a I pause, Mo, oh, God, Molly and her, like her friends and a lot of them are, I went to a wedding years ago. And I don't know if I told this story, but we were at a table at the reception and it was all introverts and me and all of them were so fine. Just sitting there quietly and me being an extrovert, I was losing my fucking mind. So I just kept trying to start conversation and like, they all would like look up and like give a short answer. And it was obviously that look of like, yeah, please stop talking. I was fine. Not talking. But then I was like, oh, God, they hate me. I talked. Let me talk more. I got to make it up to them. <laughs> and like the entire time, it was like me trying to save face and start a conversation for my own needs, but also realizing I totally like ruined everyone else's time. They were like, this guy won't stop. And I was like, they won't start. <laughs> I can tell you, maybe this is not universal, but as as the people who were who not you at that table, you are everywhere in terms of an archetypal person <laughs> and i think most people who are more like me and i guess mark is is on more on this side you learn to sort of ignore 
the person who <laughs> the like stranger who's trying to talk to you so it is a little bit of an imposition where i wish that that wouldn't happen but it's not like it ruins your day right everyone yeah. at that table was it was in their own thoughts and doing whatever and uh and every time you talked they were kind of like huh okay and like went back so it's not like they were mad at you i'm gonna guess i would not be mad at that person feeling for me but it's it's they were also just sort of completely disregarding your existence (laughs) that's kind of how that's like the coping mechanism for that six hours with introverts was honestly like that's hell for me that would be my hell just a bunch of people that won't give me my attention oh god i go down there it's like Hey everyone, it's me! Talk, joke, someone laugh! Laugh at me! Look at me! Please! And then just like uh, scurrying away, it's like, no, no, no! This is gonna sound like bullying, and it's not, because it's not directed at you. It's it's directed at some people that I went to law school with specifically. Mm. A thing that I learned okay. in law school, and I think part of the reason why and I'm not like an idiot. I don't think I'm as smart as a lot of people in my life have thought that I am, though, or think that I am. Every time you open your mouth, it's just another opportunity for you to demonstrate to everyone who's listening to you how stupid you are. And it's not directed at you. And I I know it feels like it is, but in law school, there were so many people who I think were in it for reasons kind of like you were describing. They wanted to litigate, right? They wanted to be in the courtroom. They wanted to be on the stage presenting their case and arguing in the... And those were the people where in class they would constantly raise their hand. And that was, those were also the people where they'd constantly raise their hand and the professor had to kind of be like, hmm, not quite. Who else has an answer? And like talking all the time is not always a bad thing. It's a very good social thing. But if you're in a professional setting, especially, or if you're in a setting where it's, you know, you're, you're working on something like school where you're trying to solve a problem, answer a question, whatever, the more you talk, the more that you demonstrate whatever gaps in knowledge you might have, whatever misunderstandings you might have. People always thought in law school, people thought that I was like really smart. I wasn't. I was particularly good at a couple subjects in law school that other people did not enjoy very much. Specifically, I loved uh, secure transactions and uh, securities, which lawyers tend to hate. Uh, But I just didn't talk all the time. And when I chose to talk, it was because I had an answer or something really important to say. And this is, again, not targeted at you, Wade, especially here because we appreciate (laughs) that you talk a lot because that's the whole point of what we're doing. And sometimes Mark and I are both just kind of like, um, no nothing. But in life... You don't always have to talk, no matter how badly you might want to. It might be the best opportunity for you to just stay quiet and let someone else, because unless you have something really important or really pertinent pertinent to say, you might not be adding anything. You might just be making people think, wow, I wish that that idiot would shut their mouth. No, that's fair. And I, I think, again, early on, I found that playing the fool, I enjoyed People are sometimes surprised whenever they find out I'm actually relatively intelligent because, like, I come off like a total fucking idiot. But I enjoy that. I, I have more fun being, like, the the one people, like, feel better about themselves after dealing with. Because it's like, well, maybe seeing how stupid I am, they'll feel better about themselves and think they're smarter and better. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. I, 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 a lot of my personality, I think, was based off of trying to make people in my life feel better when they were going through rough times. Friends, family, whatever, what have you. A lot of them really struggled with dealing with grief or dealing with stress or anxiety. And it's like, well, if they look at me and think I'm an idiot then they'll feel a little bit better about themselves. So I'll play that role. I'll play the fool. I'll be the idiot because one, it's fun. Two, it gives me attention. And three, it has the effect of, at least I'm not Wade. And it's like, comes off as like a bullying thought, but if it makes them feel a little bit better for a moment, then that's a reprieve. That's fine. I don't give a shit if they think I'm an idiot. I know that I can pull off whatever. I was good at every subject I tried to except for art. Cannot draw to save my life. But everything else, I was... B plus, A minus, A, A plus. Like, I was a great student. I had the highest score ever in a class of statistics in college, which is kind of a random one, but my professor emailed me and, like, begged me to come back because I was just so naturally good at it. And I didn't try in school. I never had to work that hard. I studied a little bit for vocabulary. I would learn equations if I had to. But I did not try hard in school. I was just naturally pretty damn good at it. Uh, I can talk. I've got a good charisma. Like, I've got all these talents that are pretty up there, but, like, rather than come off as articulate and intelligent all the time it's like boobies 
<laughs> and I enjoy being that guy a lot more. You hear that, everyone at home? Wade's a super genius. His brain is so far above yours. Stop. No. You do way worse than he ever did in school. He had a higher statistics score than any other statistician out there, including Mandy. I'm sure Mandy is ashamed at her performance and statistics compared to yours. Uh, teachers were begging him to take their job as a teacher and a professor in whatever class he was. That's how smart he is. So if you think he's dumb, you're the dumb one. You're the dumb one. Well, the only reason I got that high of a score is I 100%ed every test and I did all he the extra credit. He never got a wrong answer in his life. In statistics one and two, is pretty low level stuff. Instead, they wanted to give him a degree, a master's degree, a PhD, all of them. He rejected them because he says, I'm just so much better than you that I don't even need your stupid piece of paper to tell me how smart I am. I want it to be a mystery. He's like that guy in that house episode that hid booze in the vents and drank them to get down to the level of stupid <laughs> that his wife was so that he could enjoy a normal life instead of being a super genius. That's the burden that he has to deal with. What a reference. I love I that episode. <laughs> that was house. so out there. That's a good episode. That's a funny episode. I think, was it McMillan at UC that had like the philosophy department, I think? Uh, and they had like a wall of like notable people who were philosophy. <laughs> And he saw his own picture there. It was from 1921. He was like, wait a minute. That's me. They had Stephen Colbert and a few other people that got like philosophy degrees. And I was like, I could be on that wall. I, I do like, I have battled an ego. Like I, I internalize it a lot, but there definitely have been times in my life where it's like, who are you inferior being? I'm like, wait, you can't think like that. Well, as long as you don't say it out loud, like, I do have those monologues sometimes where it's like, you see someone that's just so fucking stupid. It's like, dear God, what went wrong in your genetics? I hope you're removed from the gene pool, you stupid fool. It's like, brain? It's like, Sorry. It's like, no, nah, it was kind of funny. Like, you know, I have those monologues with myself. Well, I'm glad that you said yeah. that because you just made me feel way better. I was just going to make a note to what I previously <laughs> said. That it felt really mean that I made it sound like I think all extroverts sound like morons because they talk all the time. I don't. You don't always sound stupid when you talk. I'm just saying that every time you talk it creates an opportunity for you to say something that may or may not be prudent, important, or even correct, and that might affect how people view you. But I don't think you're stupid if you talk a lot. It just felt mean, and I wanted to clarify that. Wade doesn't give a shit. He thinks you're an idiot. You're not as good yeah. as Wade is at anything, yeah. and he knows it. He knows it, and you should Inferior. know it. Inferior. How do you spell that? I-N-F-U. I don't think that's right. I don't, I don't give a shit. Right. I don't think it's right. Of course it is. In Infu. Infu. You're Infu to me. You Infu. You're just Infu. Yeah, I got to close this out here. So I guess any final thoughts on becoming yourselves or just being comfortable? I don't think we gave much advice here. <laughs> oh, it wasn't an advice episode. We could talk about whatever we want, including Oh, ourselves. you're right, you're right, you're right. We're yeah. just talking. This is about us. I, I, final thoughts. I, I, God, I hope I become a better person. Well, you're probably you at this point. Hope you like you. No. This is going to sound like a super strange way to describe this, um, but I've always thought of trying to change like behaviors and patterns of behaviors. Um, it's the same thing a lot of people want, instant gratification. But I think especially when it comes down to changing like yourself, if you want to change yourself. And you, I believe you can to certain degrees. I feel like there's obviously some base things that you couldn't willpower yourself outside of. But I think of like if you've ever seen a video that talks about someone's um, journey through like rehabilitation from a, a severe brain injury or something like that, where they suddenly lose all the motor control that they have. And it's an extremely long, arduous, painful journey to even get some semblance back. And again, this sounds like a strange thing, but this is because your brain is a meat machine made of nerves. It behaves in very specific ways, but it is adaptable. If you're trying to change behavior, you cannot expect something to occur overnight, over a week, over a month, even over a year. A year is too small of a time scale to even think about making big changes. I've been doing YouTube and we all have been doing this kind of thing um, for over 10 years now. We are better at what we do than you. you. Well, I mean, at this, maybe some of them out there, maybe, but just <laughs> look, it, it's, it's a long time scale to do anything. 
Um, but it's not about getting to the goal. The goal is like, obviously you can have a goal. And if it's like in rehab, it's to get your functionality back, but it's the same with like learning a skill in terms of like, say skateboarding or any sport. It's like any kind of like technical thing. It takes a very, very, very long time of consistent, like repeatable effort. Um, and it just so happens that my, my particular career was making a video every day or multiple videos a day. And this podcast is like doing multiple episodes. We, the, the improv that we did was doing lots of training and then shows and getting better. And we had familiarity. Um, so when it comes down to like self-actualization, learning about yourself is one thing, but you are an evolving creature, even throughout your life, you're the way you approach life. And as you grow up, you'll learn new things and it'll kind of like influence the way you think and things like that. It's a constantly evolving. So you always got to like check in and then progress. So I think like there is no easy answer in this to being who you want to be. If you look up to any of us and are like, I want to do that. Just understand what we are, what we are because of the culmination of our journey throughout life and the choices that we've made and the efforts that we put in. If you want to do it yourself, it does take a lot of effort, but you know, it doesn't mean it can't be done. Well said. You uncomfortable, Wade? A little bit. Like if you, you want to say some words, Bob, maybe fill in the silence for me so I don't have to just ramble. Mm. Yes, that does make me uncomfortable then. <laughs> That's my favorite game, uh, actually, when we're hanging out in person, is to get everyone oh, to be I, a, I to know. get everyone to be as quiet as possible and look at Wade, because it creates a feeling in him that everyone's expecting him to entertain the entire group. It makes you so deeply uncomfortable. It's very fun. It takes like five seconds of everyone looking <laughs> at Wade and quiet for him to get so uncomfortable. It's 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 always funny. I'm sorry, buddy. But then you get to entertain the whole group. Everybody gives you the stage, and then you take the spotlight, bud. Everyone's looking at you. Yeah, but it's different whenever people are like, you can tell when someone's an active listener versus just, like, tolerating your existence. And you guys give that, like, the same feeling I had at that stupid reception where it was just like, great, Wade's talking. I guess at least I don't have to talk for a minute. Let me not really pay attention, though. Oh, wait, what's he saying? He's looking at me. I wish this software that we're using would tell you specifically when we're looking at your camera and you just put <laughs> it just put two big eye icons like, <laughs> like you are being watched. Well, we could get that um, software that makes it look like you're always looking at the camera even when you're not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Toby! You know, the, the Toby eye tracker. Toby! Yeah, yeah, Toby! Final, final verdict, yeah? I'm not self-actualized. Wade is. Mark, maybe. Well, actualized, I don't know. Again, I might be misusing that term, but I am comfortable in my skin. I feel like I understand myself and know myself. What do you think, Mark? Yes or no? Uh, no. Still working on things. Life is a journey of self-discovery. You won't know yourself till you're dead. Well, as expected, I know more and I am better than my co-host, so I guess at least we know that. He is the genius. Some things are consistent. The secret, the one you don't expect, the one you think's an idiot that secretly has the knife in your back. It's been me the whole time. Why would it have a knife in? Why are you killing people? Just because. Don't worry about it. You'll find out later. Well, thank you, boys. I guess I got to pick a winner. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I love it because I know it's not going to be any more complicated than that. That's that's the joke behind the truth. No, no, he's got points. There's <laughs> there's numbers involved, probably. Uh, yeah. Okay. All it's right. It's a system. It's a system. Uh, I'm going to give this win to Bob because I feel like maybe the win to Bob will allow him to catch up to us on his path to self-actualization. May you use this win as a stepping stone to catch up to where Mark and my brains happen to <laughs> And I hope that that doesn't come off as an insult, Bob. I, I'm, I'm talking about my friends in law school. Oh, no. How could that? How could that come across as an insult? It really was about people in law school, I gotta say. I, gotta, uh, I can't reiterate that enough. In all honesty, I jumped in front. I took the bazooka to the chest because it, it's it was okay. Me They're too, idiots. So. I'm allowed to make fun of them. I can't believe they got law degrees. Unbelievable. My institution should be ashamed of itself. Maybe they're representing you now. Be careful. No, they're not. I choose who represents me. That wasn't you. That was at the... Oh. Listeners, yeah. What is the prophetic you? The... the no, not prophetic. The pathetic the, you. The pathetic <laughs> you. <laughs> the pathetic you. <laughs> Go ahead with your winner speech, Bob. You win. Ah, well, this feels uh, somehow less like a victory and more like a pitiation. Pity? 
Did it he, is. He, yeah, Mark totally deserved the yeah, win. Well, it did feel like Mark deserved the win, but, uh, you know, numbers are numbers. I'm going to take the stat padding easy dub. And, uh, yeah, who cares if I don't like who I am? I won. So take that, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> See, I helped. I feel like I helped. Even though Mark was the clear winner, like 80-20, I still feel like I helped you. If I was a clear winner, you could just make me the winner. I sure could. Thanks for pointing that out, buddy. He couldn't even do it right now if he so chose, but he's not going to take it away oh, from God, me. Oh, God, I could strip it away and give it to the deserving winner. In fact, the entire subreddit would probably be happy if I did. However, fuck you all. Mark, loser speech. Thanks a lot of money. But little do they know, I just learned about now I'm gonna get so much money. Maybe you should have manifested the win a little harder. I'm gonna manifest the win right now. I'm winning. I am the winner. I'm pretty sure. I'm the winner. Pretty sure manifestation is like birthday wishes. If you say it out loud, it doesn't come true. Yeah, just keep trying. Maybe it'll change by the time the next episode. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it only affects things in the future. If it can't affect things in the past. You can't change the past, but you can't change the future. I'm going to manifest the future. Well, technically, the future is now, and the past is also <sighs> now. <sighs> anyway, thank you all for joining. I hope you enjoyed my very fair decision there at the end. Don't emulate us. Be yourself. Figure out who yourself is. And, uh... Inferior. I had to squeeze one more of those in. Anyway, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, if you haven't already, go follow my co-hosts. You can find Bob, the winner, at MySkerm. That's M-U-Y-S-K-E-R-M, because he never spells it out for you, so I will. Uh, you can find Mark at Markiplier. If you can't spell that, just type M-A, and Google will auto-finish it for you. He's kind of a big deal. I'm Wade, Minion777, or Lord Minion777. Doesn't really matter. Uh, if you haven't already, check out the merch. We have merch at store.distractiblepodcast.com maybe hopefully if not then whoops i tried see you all in the next one where bob the winner will probably host unless mark manifests a win in between we'll find out until then podcast out so you're doing a top gear style like in the next episode bob gets a colonoscopy <laughs> mark does a <laughs> off a bridge Next time on Dragon Ball Z, Mark uses the Kamehameha on Bob, who combats with a final flash. Who will defeat... Uh, that's not what I was talking about. We'll end the episode by making Wade's head explode. Fuck you.